1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is the final segment of the final hour of the Bruce Hooley Show for this week. And I certainly hope that I'll get the chance to meet you tomorrow in Delaware for the Donald Trump save america rally the former president is headed to town and he will speak tomorrow night at seven o'clock delaware county fairgrounds you can get tickets at donaldjtrump.com click on events and i've also been told i think you can get in even if you don't have tickets ahead of time but i wouldn't go with that because it's very easy to go just online and get the tickets and the gates will open at two o'clock the program will start at four i am supposed to speak at four o'clock but i'll tell you These things are often fluid situations and, uh, you know, other people come out of the woodwork who are attending and may want to speak and all this. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be upset if I don't get to speak, but it's an honor to be asked and certainly an honor to be there and to hear President Trump speak. And it's also an honor for me. Yesterday, I started talking about for the first time here, a solution to what I have posed as a problem for us. And it's now solved. Uh, The problem is Woke companies give our money that we buy their goods with to causes that we don't support. So we are coming to you now from the Patriot Switch studios of 9890. Answer, what is Patriot Switch? It is a movement to get patriots to be intentional with their shopping dollars. My wife and I are doing it. We are excited about it. What are we buying? We are buying from a private shopping club that is owned by an American family that is pro-life, that donates to conservative causes, that has a 30-plus year record of donating to conservative causes, we are buying all the things we already buy. Household cleaners, vitamins, supplements, products for the home, lotions, uh, things that are personal care products. You're already buying these things. You're not giving much thought to it. Things that take the stains out of your clothes, this, that, and the other. All you need to do to find out more, it is a private shopping club, and they do not advertise, and they do not allow me to advertise the name of their company unless you express an interest in hearing it. So how do you express that interest? You go to PatriotSwitch.com, PatriotSwitch.com. On the drop-down menu, how did you hear about us? You click my name. I think it's the first name, but it's my name, Bruce Hooley. I will then get in touch with you, and we're working out how I get your names. But I know four of you did that yesterday. Super excited about that. Thank you so much. PatriotSwitch.com, drop-down menu, Bruce Hooley. And you'll find out how your shopping dollars can take money away from companies like Johnson & Johnson, Unilever, Kraft, Heinz, Nabisco, all those companies that give their money to things like Planned Parenthood and others that we don't support. Okay, so tomorrow, the headline at the Donald Trump rally will be, of course, the former president. But not just that, but his endorsement of Republican Senate candidate J.D. Vance. And J.D. joined us yesterday. I thought it would be a good way for you to, if you missed it, hear it again and get to know the guy who has Donald Trump's approval. And so I began our interview, of course, by just congratulating J.D. Vance on getting the endorsement that everybody in this race, except Matt Dolan, who's not really a
2: Republican, wanted. Thank you, Bruce. We're thrilled to have it. I appreciate having me on the show. Well, you know, it's
1: a mixed bag, J.D., because now I see your uh, law school buddy is coming out with a uh, Facebook message you sent to him six years ago, and I see Paul Krugman of the New York Times, J.D., does not like it. He has a headline on a story about your endorsement calling, uh, saying, Republicans' mantra is, let them eat hate.
2: (laughs) That's funny. You know, I I think what's, what's hilarious about this to me is I've been incredibly open and public about the fact that I was not a Trump guy 2016. Uh, 2015, I've also been very open and sort of a convert that I think he was a great president, uh, and importantly revealed an unbelievable amount of corruption in this country. I mean, just an astonishing amount of corruption. Uh, and that to actually, you know, have a Republican party that's worth having, we actually have to govern on the president's agenda on everything from China to foreign policy and the border. And so, uh, not surprised that the president backed me because I think he, he, he sees that I'm the guy with the substantive agenda that's most closely aligned with his. Uh, Also not surprised that the left-wing media has come out of the woodwork to constantly attack me. I mean, they've really much been doing it for the past year. The whole time I've been running, they clearly hate me more more than any of the other candidates. So that's that's another thing that Trump and I actually have in common.
1: J.D. Vance is our guest. And if you'd like tickets to the Donald Trump rally where uh, Mr. Trump will endorse J.D. personally or J.D. will speak Saturday, Delaware County Fairgrounds, go to DonaldJTrump.com backslash events. Uh, I don't imagine you need a ticket to that. I think you're good, right? They'll let you in at the gate?
2: They're going to let me in the gate, yeah. That's right.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about what I find interesting is that you used to be the darling of the people now who are demonizing you, and uh, I would think that we're better off as a country if we're open to evolving on our political thought and on what we think of policy. Uh, What caused you to reevaluate? You made, I thought, a very uh, transparent statement at the candidate forum. October 26th at Genoa, when we kind of kicked this whole race off, I was interested to hear how you would respond to a lot of the attack ads that were already out at that point saying, you know, all the quotes, you know the old quotes, I don't have to dredge them up. Yeah. And you just said, I made a mistake. I was wrong. So what got you to that point? What, what uh, did you see that you didn't see in 2016 that has now gotten you to the point where you're so, you know, you're so on board that the former president has endorsed you?
2: You know, it's it's a lot. man. we could probably have this conversation for an hour. I mean, a little bit of it's just personal, right? I became a father. I, I didn't have kids in 2016. I've got three little ones now. Uh, I became a Christian. I was baptized a few years ago. Uh, so, I mean, a, a lot of it is just personal changes. But I think it, again, a lot of it is, you know, if you had told me six years ago that the FBI would get a legal wiretap on the president of the United States, I would have said, that's crazy. But it happened, and it happened against Donald Trump. If you had told me, uh that the technology companies in this country would be making it impossible for conservatives from, you know, middle class Ohioans Islands to the present United States to speak their mind and actually, you know, participate in the public debate. And I would have said, uh, that's crazy. But you know, we're we'll watching it happen. And I've i myself been uh, affected, our campaigns has been affected by big tech since multiple times. So I think a lot of it is just wake it up to how crazy the situation in the country has gotten and that for once, you know, we actually had a guy who was fighting back against it. And, again, not just the leadership of the Democrats and not just the media, but often the leadership of his own party was fighting the president tooth and nail. And you start to realize, like, a lot of the problems, a lot of the criticisms I had of the Republican Party still apply. They just don't apply to Donald Trump. He was actually, uh, I think, really trying to make the the party good for normal people. And, uh, you know, I I, I think, you know, I, I, I certainly saw the light now. The, the, you, you mentioned this sort of just you know, being open about changing your mind. It's one of the things that bothers me about politics and politicians and even some of the other candidates in this race is, you know, you can look at what they said three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Uh, they've clearly changed their mind on some things, where they try to pretend that they haven't. And I just think it's weird. You know, normal people, when the facts change, you know, we change our minds and we're not afraid to admit it. Uh, and I, 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 I just wish more politicians actually did that. I guess I've never run for office before, so, so maybe that's why I haven't gotten you know, into this whole mode of being terrified of saying, you know, I was wrong about the guy. And I'm happy that I was wrong because the country was better off for it.
1: J.D. Vance is our guest, and you can follow J.D.'s official campaign website, jdvance.com. His Twitter handle is jdvance1. He will speak Saturday at the Delaware County Fairgrounds. He will get the endorsement of Donald Trump in person. The president scheduled to speak at 7 p.m. Uh, I'm honored to be invited and to be speaking at 4 o'clock, so I hope to see all of you there. It should be a beautiful day. And the thing that I think we're going to hear on Saturday, J.D., I don't know what the context of your speech is going to be, but what I'm going to talk about is that... Uh, We have a country that needs a lot of things to improve, and we need leaders who believe in the things that allowed our country to flourish up to the point where the woke mob tried to take over. And I'm depressed about the things that I see in the economy and internationally, but I'm most depressed about the things that I see at the local level with schools. And I really feel like that's a grassroots issue that Republicans – can win on. And uh, I guess I feel like I know when the re- when the libs are really bothered by the louder they scream at us and the more labels they apply to us, uh, the more that I know that I'm on the right track.
2: Uh, that's exactly right. I think one of the great things about my campaign, honestly, is that the left comes after me uh, like crazy. And, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess I just think about this, that, you know, I, I've got a four year old son, a two year old son and, and a four month old girl. And, you know, I want to send my kids to school where they learn something useful, uh, where they're actually trained to, to use their minds in an effective way, uh, but not where they're encouraged to become terrible people, or they're encouraged to think about themselves and their bodies as sort of, you know, foreign or as, as somehow unacceptable because, you know, they're, they, 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 they don't have the right gender pronouns. I mean, it's just crazy that American children – aren't very good at math, but they come out of school knowing that there are 40 genders or 82 genders or whatever the number is. Like, these are these are policy choices, man. The, the, the fact that our country is such a disaster right now is because our leaders have failed. And sometimes it's been accidental. I think sometimes with the craziness going on at the schools, it's intentional. They have a very radical worldview. And, and the way that radicals take over a country – is by starting small and, and basically persuading everyone, browbeating everyone, threatening and harassing them to believe the same way that the radicals do. That's the fight that we're having. We uh, look at this stuff, you know, and we say, oh, this is crazy. We can't believe the kids are being taught that there are 42 genders. The thing I worry about is unless we fight back now, you're going to get fired from your job in 10 years for not thinking that there are 42 genders. That's the battle that we have to have right now.
1: J.D. Vance is our guest. J.D. Vance running for Senate, Republican side of the ticket. He has Donald Trump's endorsement. And uh, it was interesting to me when the former president endorsed you Friday afternoon, initially uh, some of the other campaigns, uh, Timken, Mandel, uh, and Gibbons pushed back. There were reports that there was a letter written by some Republican strategist trying to get the president not to go public with his endorsement. You uh, got a couple of weeks left here in the primary, and I know you're not going to relax just because you have the endorsement. But the belief has always been that whoever got it would have a leg up because there was a large segment of undecided voters. Uh, how much, if any, in the next couple of weeks before the May 3rd primary? Do you talk about other candidates in the race, or do you try to just stay focused on issues, uh, believing that that will be enough?
2: You know, I've resisted so far. We haven't run any negative ads yet. Um, I think all the other candidates, of course, have been obsessively beating up on me for things I said about Trump six years ago. One of the great things about the president's endorsement is it does mean that these guys are going to have to find a different talking point. You know, it's going to be hard to push those ads now that I have the president's endorsement and the president's trust in this race. Uh, But, look, I'm going to keep on trying to do what we've been doing, which is, you know, we do a lot of town halls. We're actually doing a town hall today in Northeast Ohio with with Donald Trump Jr. We're doing a few more tomorrow uh, with with just me, and I think Don's going to be back next week for some more. Like I just want to talk to as many voters as possible. and I I, I really think, like, if you do this the right way, and I've never run for Office before in my life, you should have enough respect for the voters to work hard to earn their support. So I want them to see me. I want them to to, to ask me questions. And obviously the president helps them get that message out. Uh, and we just going to keep on grinding and working as hard as I can.
1: So you've, uh, J.D. Vance, our guest, his website, jdvance.com, at jdvance1 on Twitter. You uh, have not been afraid to say things that might hurt you with voters. Uh, your view of our involvement in Ukraine has uh, been different than a lot of people. You've said we need to be very, very careful over yeah. there. And I think you've said you know, you're more concerned about the southern border than what's going on in Ukraine. I wonder what you made of Chris Coons, who's a very, very, very influential senator and one of Joe Biden's closest allies, uh, on the Sunday news shows. Boy, he sure seemed like he was putting out there floating a trial balloon about U.S. having to get involved if we were going to try to stop Vladimir Putin in the Ukraine. What do you see on the horizon in terms of that issue?
2: I see the bipartisan consensus in this country as a disaster. Uh, it has failed us and torn us again and again in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Lebanon, and we should be giving these people less power, not more power. Now, th- this is my concern. I, look, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't look at the images coming from Ukraine and say, look, this is heartbreaking. It's terrible. Of course, Putin should have never invaded a sovereign country. At the same time, we got to rise above emotions and say if we allow – the people who have blundered us into every disaster of the past 20 years to blunder us into another one with a nuclear power, I mean, we could be in a real world of hurt in this country. Uh, I always try to remind, you know, Republicans who are maybe a little bit more aggressive on the Ukraine issue than I am, like, look, you go to war with the generals you have, and the generals we have right now are named Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and I do not want those people leading us in a crisis on the world stage. I mean, I you know, Kamala Harris, like, she opens her mouth and she makes AOC sound like George Washington. I, I am terrified of this woman having power to, to uh, you know, with Vladimir Putin. Like, what is she going to preach to him about white rage, <laughs> about the fact that if he just checked his privilege a little bit, that, 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 that all the world's problems would go away? We are led by unserious people. We should be giving them less power. And I think, Chris Coons, you're right. He's putting out that trial balloon and it would be a disaster. You're the only person, the only real leader in America who has said, we need to de-escalate the situation, we need to, to put, be putting more pressure on the Russians to get out of the war, not blundering ourselves into it, is Donald Trump. And thank God that you have one person in this country who's saying, let's be a little bit cautious in the situation. Of course, I've been the candidate in the Senate race pushing that issue. I mean, you know, that's the one thing that Josh Mandel has done that really annoys me is he calls people Putin stooges. Because we don't want to get into a war with Russia. No, it's not being a Putin stooge, it's being a stooge for the American people, because that's who I'm running to serve the people of Ohio. And I don't think they would be well served by us escalating into this conflict in Russia.
1: J.D. Vance, our guest, and J.D. will be speaking at the Trump rally Saturday, Delaware County Fairgrounds. Go to DonaldJTrump.com, click on events, and you'll be able to get tickets to that. So final question, let's talk about what you have said is the issue that we need to have top of mind. That's the southern border in your book, Hillbilly Elegy, which kind of catapulted you to national uh, fame, uh, talks a lot about the impact of the fentanyl crisis in Middletown, Ohio, and other poorer areas of Ohio. uh, And we hear the numbers coming to the border are going to be amazingly bad compared to what we've already had, which has been bad enough. What's your solution there? And if you're elected and we get a Senate majority, and we certainly are going to get a House majority, uh, what would be one of the first things you would want to see done when you get to the Senate?
2: Uh, Number one, we we really have to close the border uh, in this country. We have to first finish Trump's border wall we have to declare the cartels a terrorist organization because they really are like a narco-terrorist organization that's killing 100,000 Americans every year, you know, more Ohioans than most other states, Um, and, and and I think we actually have to cut off, we have to cut off welfare benefits for illegal immigration. I really believe that we should be a generous country, and we are a generous people, but that generosity should extend only to the people who are following our laws, not to those who are breaking our laws, and so, you do those three things, you start to solve the border crisis. Uh, but, look, this is so bad. Of course, the left calls us racists or xenophobes for caring about this issue. But, man, it's about caring for our own people. It's not because we hate anybody else. It's because I don't want kids to get orphaned by this signal crisis. I don't want another Ohio grandparent to have to bury their kid and take care of their grandkids at a moment when, you know, money is strained and the inflation crisis is terrible. Like, we've got to look after our people and we're just not doing it. I think Biden is so careless and so reckless on this. I've never seen an American president who seems to care so little about his own citizens. J.D.,
1: pleasure talking to you. Thanks for your time. We'll see you on Saturday in Delaware. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you. Thank you. J.D. Vance, candidate for Senate. Get those tickets at DonaldJTrump.com. Click on events. Not everyone is thrilled that Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance and the friends I have at Ohio Value Voters are telling their members, the people who donate, don't attend the rally tomorrow in Delaware because they object to J.D. Vance getting the endorsement. We will have John Stover of Ohio Value Voters revisit our interview with him Just past the bottom of the hour so that you can hear in his own words why he is doing that. Speaking of not being thrilled, ooh, you know there's a big hullabaloo about redistricting here in Ohio about how to draw the legislative maps. State of Florida, well, they don't have a rogue Supreme Court justice like we do in Maureen O'Connor to Ohio Supreme Court to overrule the legislative maps three, four, five times they've been redrawn. In Florida, Ron DeSantis can get it done in the Senate, and there's nothing that the people in opposition can do about it except whine and complain. Here is how the redistricting in Florida sounded yesterday when Ron DeSantis got his way and Democrats did not get their way.
2: Representative Fine, you're recognized to explain your bill.
1: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. It seems as
0: Mickey and Minnie have joined us in the chamber today. That said, this is the bill that we discussed yesterday.
2: Representative Renner,
1: you're recognized for a motion.
2: Mr. Speaker, I move the previous question on the bill. Representative Renner moves the previous question on the bill. This motion is not debatable and requires a majority vote. All in favor say aye. All opposed, no. Show the bill, show the motion passes. We will now proceed to call the previous question. Have all members voted? Clerk will lock the machine, announce a vote. 70 ayes, 38 nays. Show the bill passes.
1: Now, until someone submits audio from New York and Illinois where they flex the same kind of legislative dominance, I will submit to you that Republicans are much more mature than Democrats. John Stover will tell you next why he's opposed to the J.D. Vance endorsement here on The Bruce Hooley Show.